This is the Mended Paths Podcast with Chadwick Hayward, episode number one. Welcome to MendedPaths.com. Let's get back to bed. Hello there. Thanks for joining me for the first episode of the Mended Paths Podcast. Today, I have my partner in life and partner in my transition and journey joining us today. We're going to talk about our transition. Distance traveled seems like a world um, and in a relatively short period of time. So I know a lot of people have issues wondering where to start when they start looking into um, healthier choices. Things can get overwhelming quickly and, and people often think, well, how can I do this? How can I? People want to jump headfirst and, and get overwhelmed by that. And for most people, it really isn't a light switch. Uh, one day you're eating the standard American diet and the next day you're whole food plant-based. Uh, for a lot of people, it's a transition and we were no different. And so today my wife here is joining me. She's going to help me uh, jog my memory and get some of the details down uh, on really how our journey happened and progressed and hopefully provide some guidance um, for some people who are just starting out on their journey and really to just be another voice of an example of how it's been done um, and know that it's achievable and outcomes are positive and you can do it as well. So hi, Tara. Thank you for joining me today. Hi, Chad. Thanks for having me on the show. So as I just said, we're going to talk about um, our transition and, and really you were the impetus. I It shames me to say this, but I used to be a person that said if a, if a heart didn't stop beating, I didn't enjoy my meal. Um, I was definitely a meat eater by all means. My favorite thing was to barbecue and uh, definitely lived and loved that culture. I, I definitely experienced uh, cognitive dissonance and, and disassociated myself with uh, the suffering and, and that side of things. Um, but really, it wasn't an, a change that was brought about by a desire for helping animals. I see that as a really nice um, side impact, basically collateral damage, if you would, but a very nice collateral damage. Um, so I, I was really not resistant to change and, or I was resistant to change. I didn't really want to change and uh, changing actually was brought about by you. So th thank you for that. Maybe you want to just talk about how, how we really got started and how, what, what was the impetus to get us going on this transition? Well, that's, I mean, uh, such a broad question, but um, definitely we have moved a long way in a relatively short amount of time, um, given how long we had been eating the standard American diet, like you said, the SAD. Um, and I think that what has brought us here the most is educating ourselves. So back two and a half, three years ago, you did say, um, I don't want to have a meal if there's not a dead animal in it. If a heart didn't stop beating, you didn't enjoy it. And bacon was, was a favorite. Processed meat was, was, uh, definitely abundant in our home. And since then, um, we have just educated ourselves so much on, you mentioned the suffering. And that's really what it was, not just for animals that we were consuming, but for ourselves as well. And just knowing 
and seeing how much our health has changed as a result of the education really speaks volumes um, more than our words can say. But sure, I'm happy to bring us through that journey as best as I can. And um, it has been a little while, so I'll try to get the details right as well. We'll, we'll work together and try to fill we'll in all together, the gaps. I think we'll work together, which is which is pretty well how we handle most things, Yeah, which is great. Um, I think I can take credit for starting us down the path for sure. I was getting interested in making some sort of change in my life. It was um, early 2014. We had been married for... Um, three years almost. And, you know, my, I was in the best shape of my life at our wedding. And I really liked how my body was at that time. Um, and I felt that that was slipping. I thought I needed to make some sort of change or I was going to go down the path of the standard North American, which is steadily declining health, steadily increasing weight. Um, and all sorts of increased sickness, lost time at work. Though That was the path I, I really didn't want. I remember being very fearful a lot of the time. There was a lot of fear in my life about what the future held for me in terms of what my body, um, what would happen to my body as I aged, seeing those around me um, working in healthcare, particularly a lot of my patients would say to me, you know, they call these the golden years, but they're really the rusty years. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is just inevitable. There's nothing I can do about it. There was a real sense of powerlessness. Uh, and yet you did see those rare stories of, you know, the 80 year olds who are still running marathons. And I thought, well, that's what I want. I want to be an outlier. If the normalcy of aging is, is such a tragic decline, you know, and it, it feels so powerless and, and there really is a victim mentality around aging. It's just inevitable. You're going to get sick and you're going to die a painful death. And, and I thought there, there must be something different that I can do. So I didn't want to approach, um, my lifestyle as just weight loss because that's really not what it was about for me. I wanted to be healthy and happy, uh, for a really long time. And so, uh, it all started in February, 2014, I'm pretty sure. And, uh, we had some friends visiting, um, uh, from Calgary. So that's, that's a big city, not too far from where we are. So that's right. So they, they were traveling overnight to, I do believe our, our friend was taking an EMT or an EMR course, something to become a paramedic essentially. And, mm -hmm. and he had brought his wife and a friend of theirs who was also taking that test. And, uh, so I think us boys were drinking and partying or whatever and you girls got talking right I think that was kind of the start you were talking about uh juicing yeah that's right so um the one friend who came up with the our our friends the couple was was talking about how she was juicing and my um good friend was also talking about how she had been juicing recently and I thought well, that's really interesting. I've never really heard much about juicing. And so I was curious and asked more about what that was about. And um, essentially, they just juice whole fruits and vegetables and, and drink the juice. And apparently it was 
very health promoting and they both raved about how good they felt when they were doing it and, um, and, uh, how they really enjoyed doing it as well. I thought, okay, well, this might be another one of those miracle fad diets. You know, you go yeah. on for the juicing for periods of time and you can lose lots of weight. That made sense and that you could lose a lot of weight in a potentially short amount of time, given that you were, um, not, not digesting large bulk amounts of food. Plus you were cutting out the stuff that you know puts weight on, um, like the processed junk and the meat and, um, and it's focused on fruits and vegetables, which we all know are good for us, but tend to avoid. Um, I can personally say that we would skip the produce section most of our times to the grocery store. Um, which it just uh, went bad anyway. It would even, go even, bad even if we got fridge, it, it would go we got bad. It, in the you fridge. know, we, you know, sometimes we would have the best of intentions. Sure. Buying fresh fruits and veg and, um, I think the most fruits and veggies we would have had would have been like a can of peas and carrots or something like that. It's like it was pretty you add it to the side yeah. of, of your chicken yeah. breast and pasta or whatever. Yeah, and, and minimal fiber in our diet back then as well. And so um, the produce department was pretty foreign to me. And um, so I got interested in juicing. They They really seemed to be enjoying it and they said how much better they felt which was what was most appealing to me about it so I asked more questions and we took a trip to the grocery store um, to learn about what sorts of juice they would make and I thought okay well a juicer that could be a barrier right it's another appliance uh, it could be quite costly um, and it just so happened that our local Costco had a nice juicer, the same brand that my friend was using for um, a very accessible cost. And so I, I definitely jumped on it and grabbed one. I think it was the next day you purchased the, yeah, the juicer. Yeah, I yeah. was I was pretty intrigued by it. Like I said, I was looking for something to try. So um, this sounded like a great idea. I had tried the fad diets in the past, you know, the Atkins and the um, oh gosh, I had tried lots of different ones, soup diet and things like that. And you know, experience the same thing that everybody else does. You lose weight for a brief amount of time. And then you're always wondering what happens when you stop the diet and go back to eating like a regular person. And sure enough, the weight always came back on with, you know, and then some, so obviously not sustainable. Um, but I thought, well, I want to give this a try. Um, and so we went to the grocery store, they showed me the green leafies and um, all the different peppers and lemons and basically any fruit or vegetable um, that you wanted to try, we bought it and juiced it all. And I remember being really skeptical about the green juices. I thought I can handle fruit juice for sure. Orange juice was one of my favorite beverages, always in the fridge. Um, so I wasn't nervous about that, but I was really nervous about the vegetable juices and the green juice in particular. Do you remember those um, powdered greens that you can buy at oh, the yeah. store? Yeah. You know, and you put a scoop of that in with a thing of water, a glass a of water. A scoop of anything in the glass of water was always disgusting. No, I remember just, having like the pro isolate and it's like... The protein, Right, yeah. you, you put it in and it like, doesn't matter what flavor they slapped on it, it tasted like... Eh. Yeah, it was yeah. not really tasty. <laughs> not tasty. Not something and, you really got excited about having. No, you know, yeah, I get to eat my greens powder. I equated it to... 
it tasted like lawn clippings, like what you'd scrape off the bottom of your lawnmower. Well, that's what you expected. Well, that's what I remember from the greens. So okay, that's what I yeah. expected from the juice. And so I was, I was really nervous and they kept telling me, you know, Tara, it's delicious. It's really good. Just give it a try. So we did. And we made this science lab green juice. And I was like, not sure. And I uh, gave it a swig. I wanted to be a good sport. And uh, I found that it tasted wonderful. I was very pleasantly surprised. And your body just kind of perks up. And I realized, huh, that probably had something that my body was craving uh, and needing. And uh, and it was delicious. It was delightful. It was refreshing and delicious. And I couldn't wait to make the next batch. I said, girls, let's make some more. Yeah, I think we we always had, uh, it wasn't just green, like we always added some fruit, right? Like That's to sweeten right. It up. We so would put like, like an apple was a common sweetener for the green apples, juice. Yeah. Um if I were to have it now, I could probably definitely do straight greens. I, I, but yeah. again, it's an acquired taste yeah. that uh, that you get over the journey. So yeah, we did sweeten it. And uh, like I said, I just kept asking for more the whole weekend. And we, all of us actually, uh, the boys included, enjoyed the different juices that we made. And so um, when the girl that was visiting, she suggested this movie. She said the thing that switched the light switch for me was watching the movie Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead with Joe Cross. And I, I wasn't into the Netflix or the documentaries at the time. But I thought, okay, well, I'll give this a try. Like I like um, juicing. And this movie was all about how this man transformed his body uh, with a juice fast. So I thought, yeah, I'll definitely turn it on. Chad was working out of town at the time. Yeah, so I wasn't I, on board with watching a documentary. I don't think I watched any documentaries on Netflix before this. No, that's so. right. And neither had I. And and you were pretty skeptical about making changes, right? You were yep. still very much on board about uh, um, this was my interest and you were still happy eating the way that we were. And um so Chad was out of town and I had some time in the evening and I popped on this movie. And by the end of the movie, I just was fully engrossed and fully convinced that um, fruits and vegetables, whole foods, plant-based is is the way to go. Dr. Furman was a featured guest on that film and I'll talk about him more later. Um, but I was I was completely enamored with juicing and went full in and I told Chad, you know, you have to watch this movie. We have to watch it. And I was skeptical. You were skeptical, skeptical, but you're a good sport and you supported me. So Absolutely. you did watch it. And uh, I don't know, would you say you were convinced after watching that movie? Uh, well, I think I think we watched the movie together when I came home. Cause, so I, I was working out of town um, mm. and I was gone from Monday and came back on Friday. And so I spent the weekend home and, and then went again. Um, so I, I do believe we watched it on a Friday night after I'd gotten home from traveling because we didn't really want to do much, just chill on the couch. I'd driven for five or six hours or something like that. Um, and we like, I, I have, I've always said that I'm not a dimmer switch type of person. Um, I'm either on or off. There really is no in between for me. And watching that movie i was like holy crap like the change that this this guy had an autoimmune disease and he turned it off by changing his diet and and to me that was just a a smack in the face with a two by four saying holy crap it's true you are what you eat and like i know i know me personally i remember growing up and 
um, I was looking at the Canadian food guide, like trying to organize my meals around it. And I was always left frustrated because I'm like, how do you, how do you measure a serving size? There's too much measurement uncertainty here. How can, how can I keep up with this? And, um, this, eventually I just gave up. I, th- there's no real, I'm like, there, I, there's no way I can measure how much of every cereal I'm having or well, how and much not to toast. Mention and, the base of the pyramid being bread. Absolutely. You know, you absolutely. think you're doing the right thing by trying to follow this guide and you really think you're making a healthy choice. And it's it's not attainable with the food pyramid the way that it is. Well, it's just not a healthy choice, right? Yeah, the food pyramid is leading well, you astray. Who can eat that much bread in a day? Yeah. Good grief. <laughs> 11 servings of bread or something like that, something right? crazy. Um, so I remember saying that I, I wish that... Um, I can't wait until science comes up with a pill that just has everything I need, all the nutrition. I understand that I probably need extra fiber. I'm like, sure. Like maybe it's like you Metamucil. eat, right? Maybe you eat this bowl of bran flakes and, but you've got your pill for all the actual nutrition you need because otherwise it's just too hard to keep up. Like how do you measure? How do you know you're getting the right stuff? Um, and so watching this fat, sick and nearly dead, I'm like, well, it's, it's just plants. Like you don't really have to measure anything, just eat juice plants. You're concentrating all the nutrition. Mm -hmm. Um, and so being the light switch type of person I am, I think we went out the next day and we bought six Contigo, like uh, coffee cup to go cups and a six liter, uh, jug like cooler and a giant box of vegetables and so for the week coming up we had um six juices morning juices done which were mostly uh fruit like bell peppers but oranges and apples and some celery and that kind of stuff Yeah. yeah um and then we did a six liter of um, a green juice that was mostly green, like bok choy and the kale and the veggie juice. Fruit for breakfast, yeah. vegetables for the rest of the day. And so, yeah, we took we each took a liter. And so we made a big batch on the Sunday because I think this would have been, it, we actually watched it um, at the end of my rotation. So I was coming back and I was working in town the following week. Um, because, uh, cause I wasn't taking the juices away. It was when I was going to work, um, in town. And so we made the big batch on Sunday. We had the six cups. So one each for Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and then a liter each for lunch. Um, and then we came home and we ate normal supper. So probably chicken and pasta or right. So we were kind of dipping our toe into juicing, but juicing all out during the first two meals of the day essentially and then wednesday we did the same thing again we made another three days worth which would do thursday friday saturday and then sunday was basically back to normal eat eat whatever on sunday yeah Um, we we were still fully attached to the uh the chicken and pasta diet um thinking that was a healthy meal still um yeah, we were getting our nutrients that we needed from the juicing, but then it was kind of that was a supplement for us, right? We weren't. Uh, it was a supplement, exactly. And I think that that was some one of the biggest things, eye opening pieces for me about Fat Sick and Nearly Dead was the education on micronutrients. Yeah. 
you know, we learn about macronutrients, the protein, carbs, fat, and water, and everybody's balancing their macros and trying to figure out, oh, I should have more carbs and less fat and or more protein, got to get enough protein. Um, but nobody talks about micronutrients, the, the vitamins and minerals and the phytochemicals. And this just blew my mind a little bit. I thought, this is why fruits and vegetables are good for you. They're the only foods that have the micronutrients yeah. and they're the, they're the pieces that allow your cells to function and allow your body to work properly and repair itself so it can keep working properly. And I was, the light bulb went on because I thought this is definitely the right road to leading me down the long, happy, healthy life. And as you said, he had an autoimmune disease. Those are things that people have to take medication for, for ever. For their entire for life. For the rest of yeah. their life. And he was on heavy duty steroids. And, um. Well, the physical change that you saw in him. He was as, a completely different person. Yeah. And, and it was, it was very, very powerful. So we, uh, we did learn that the juice was only good for three, three days, 72 hours at the most. Yeah. So we tried to, um, gain efficiencies where we could, again, pulling on our strengths there um, to make it workable for us. And uh, yeah, we planned ahead. We got our groceries and we spent probably, what, an hour, an hour and a half? I'd say with cleanup, probably an hour and a half. Yeah, um, making on, enough on Sunday. Yeah. to get us for three days. And, um, and one of the biggest things I noticed right away was the... Um, change in my skin and my nails. And I just had this glow about me and my nails were stronger and like white and bright. And yeah, I just had this healthy glow. And weight, weight started to fall weight off. Weight just started coming Yeah, I, th I think off. we did it for like three, four, five weeks maybe. Um, and I've lo I lost at least five pounds in that amount of time. It was quick. It was really it quick. It was really quick. And that was our bodies saying, thank goodness, I got some micronutrients, I'm going to use this to clear out the crap, the toxins in our yeah. cells. And that was our body flushing a lot of the toxins out as fast as it possibly could now that it was finally given the opportunity to. Um, and we really, really enjoyed juicing a lot. And the weight just kept coming off effortlessly i mean we weren't exercising no and we there was were, no other change to there was no other change our evening meals were fully standard american diet i'll call it sad we were we, and we were snacking on the snacking, weekends like chips and candy chips, and candy yeah. we didn't hold back and one of the things i remember about fat sick and nearly dead uh, if you haven't seen it at the end of the movie when he finally breaks his fast and eats um real food the, the premise is he juices nothing but juice for three months and at the end um he transitions to back to trying to eat uh normal foods because juicing indefinitely is not sustainable or healthy um but he talked about having meat no more than twice a week and i remember being kind of dumbfounded and flabbergasted thinking well, that's not reasonable. You need meat. So I hadn't yet been educated enough to get off the we need meat wagon. Yeah. So we were eating meat every day, almost. Yeah, I would pretty say pretty well. much every day. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, and, and I was definitely a sweet tooth. We didn't limit our M&Ms or chips of any kind, you know. Or beer, anything yeah, like that. Yeah, any, we still yeah. had it all. Um, and so doing it that way and still seeing the results was encouraging, to say the least. Yeah. You know, it, it was definitely a doable change. Um, and then, yeah, people started commenting at work. What are you doing? You look so healthy. Uh, and they were definitely curious about where my solid food lunch was. They wondered why I was having a liquid lunch all the time. And, you know, I didn't want to be that person who only talks about their food or what they're trying to do. So I just tried to say, you know, I'm trying this juicing to make myself healthier. And um, a couple of my friends did express concern that I where's the fiber? There's so much good fiber in vegetables that you're losing with the juice. And yeah. Again, I didn't know enough at the time. I thought I was doing so good for my body, and I was um, helping get out of that toxicity that I really had. But but they were right. You know, we needed fiber. You need whole foods in your diet. And so I remember mentioning Dr. Furman, um, who I saw on the Fat Sick and Nearly Dead documentary, and being intrigued by what he said because he had a food pyramid that he presented in the movie. And the base of that pyramid was vegetables, not grains, not, um, you know, not the meat and alternatives. Dairy was not on there at all. And in fact, the, the meat and the processed food and the junk were all in the same category in a little tiny triangle at the very top of the pyramid. I think it, I thought it may have dairy. I think it had some cheese or something, but it was, it was uh, identified as rarely. That's right. Rarely have It was these all things. lumped into that. You should avoid these. Yeah. 90% of the time, eat the rest of the pyramid, focusing on vegetables, fruits, beans, uh, legumes, and uh, whole grains. So I thought, well, okay, I was interested in that. I'm going to look this guy up. And he had a whole library of books already. So I started checking out his books at the library. I started with Eat to Live and uh, his Andy score for food nutrient density. So this this was probably like three, four weeks maybe? No, after we I started would say juicing? it was longer than that. Yeah? I would say we juiced for about three months. Was it three months? Yeah, okay. I would say it was about three months trying to be healthier and um in our supper meals as well, and and minimize the snacking and the junk, realizing that it it really is junk and it's hurting us. I remember telling a colleague who is quite active, um, you know, now that I've been juicing, my body is telling me it wants to move. And I'm a person who did not exercise. Not at all. Outside of walking the dog occasionally. Yeah. And I mean, taking the stairs up and down from the train station to and from work, I was, I was sedentary 100%. But my body started feeling like I wanted to move and moving felt good. Where before it was always a real effort to move myself and I felt pain in my joints. And I was a young person. I mean, I was only 30, 29, 30 at the time. And I was thinking, good grief, it's going to be rough for me. I'm going to have really rusty years. But my body all of a sudden was craving movement. And and actually, um, when I told him that, he, he got really interested in juicing as well. And I remember him asking me questions. And 
he got a juicer and got onto it and was raving about how his sleep was improved. He, hmm. he slept solid and he woke up feeling so rested. And that was another positive side effect. Your sleep just improved enormously, um, which was a blessing for me because I'm a really light sleeper. Hmm. Um, so yes, I definitely awoke feeling much more refreshed and energized. And my body was reflecting that and wanting to move. And it felt um, joyful almost when I did move. And I started feeling these stronger emotions that I hadn't felt in a really long time. So it was definitely the right path. Yeah. Um, but well, and we, we've seen uh, research recently about mood and, and vegetarians typically have positive, more positive outlooks than omnivores. And so that kind of makes sense that you're giving your body the nutrients it needs to uh, maintain a correct brain chemistry so that your your mood is optimal. And obviously, the, the better you eat, the better your body is to perform optimally in all functions. So be that wanting to move or wanting to digest properly and wanting to sleep, run a sleep cycle properly. And um, there are, it's all benefits from the same the same source so that's right and you know at that time I was observing these things in myself truly as um, an uneducated individual I was purely observing these um, changes and, and being quite astonished and so about three months went by we started in February and we were getting to um, May June both of us had lost what would you say 15 pounds I, I think I was then? down by 15 10 or 15 pounds yeah, that's about that's about right. For you, probably five to seven for me. I wasn't overly heavy to start with, so I mean that was pretty significant for not really trying at all. Yeah. Um and then it, it just almost seemed a natural time to transition to eating more food. So like I said, I, I got the Dr. Furman Andy Scale book. And what that is is it studies thousands of foods and, and it tells you which ones have the highest amount of nutrients yeah, per calorie. Yeah, it compares calorie. the nutrient density of, of various foods to, to say what are the most healthful. That's right. And right. you should try to eat um, as much of the healthful foods as you can and minimize the ones that don't have a very high score. So simple enough. Um, and, of course, our green leafies were the very, very top of that list. And of course, yeah. So we got excited about that. And we read the book, um, Eat to Live. And so at that point, that book, I, I highly recommend it. It is basically Nutrition 101. It's a very comprehensive education on nutritional science, which um, the intent of it is to empower you with the knowledge to make the right decisions. You know, it's not just a commercially driven eat this way because I'm selling this product or this program. It's not. It really was how the body truly functions on the food that we eat. And um, yeah, and, and outside of the books, he really like he does sell a few supplements and like shakers and things like that. But that you don't get the sense that that's his priority. His priority is to show people the effects of eating a balanced and by balanced, I mean a whole plant food based diet. And I, I think the thing I was most taken with by those books was I think it was every chapter. He started with uh, case studies of people who 
who just had overcome crazy, crazy medical conditions um, and essentially turned it around by changing their diet and, and, and achieved like health that they, they would not have dreamt of um, prior to it. And the change was just something that just made me like think that, Hey, I, d- I don't have heart disease right now that, that I knew of. I pr- probably did realistically given, did. given research um, that anyone above the age of 10 eating the standard diet has heart disease. Um, so, so I did, I didn't know that I had it. Um, but for me it was, well, I don't want to die of cancer. I don't want to be this person who can't walk up the stairs. Like if these people could turn it around, well, prevention is better than having to wait and fix it later. Um, so that's kind of what really lit the fire and under my butt to learn more and to, to really bite off a bigger piece of this nutritional science. Yeah. I mean, these were people who had, like you said, serious medical conditions. They were diabetic. They had severe angina and coronary heart disease. They couldn't walk three blocks without crushing chest pain. And and this was coming from a credible source. This was a, a doctor who had been practicing nutritional medicine for 20 years at that point and had seen thousands of patients. And And you had case study after case study of these incredible recovery stories transformations yeah huge transformations and you know they were on several medications again couldn't walk couldn't enjoy life didn't leave the house these were severe cases and within a few weeks of following a sound nutritional um, diet they were off their medications they had energy abundance They were enjoying life again. They speak of joy. They cured their diabetes. They cured their heart disease without drugs or surgery. Well, stopping taking the ones that they were already on. That's right. Oh, and they lost 100 plus pounds each. So that was what really spoke to me was this is a credible source, not commercially driven, who's turning people's lives around. First and foremost, they're recovering their health. And as a side effect, a very pleasant side effect, they lost a lot of weight and kept it off. Yeah. So this was something very different from any other diet weight loss gimmick out there. Well, I think this book was when it really hit me that like dieting, like you all, you know, the the meaning of the word diet, most people see it as like, it's something you, you go on a diet for a period of time and it's restrictive but really like it that you only use that connotation of the word when you're talking about humans if you're talking about any other animal diet doesn't mean that right when if you go to the zoo and you're talking about the diet of a lion it's not like the lion is eating like cheerios most of the time and then right yeah so it's no the diet for a lion is meat right they're carnivores that's that's what you do um the diet for us should be whole plant foods much like other primates right Mm -hmm. if you if you look at other apes like gorillas are 100 percent vegetarians um we we have the digestive tract of a herbivore. We have the teeth of a herbivore. Um, if you if you look at our bodies and how we're 
how we've evolved to function, it's plant powered. Um, and so when, when I look, it changed the way I thought of the word diet for us. And it wasn't, it wasn't that we were going on a diet, we were changing our diet to be something that was more in line to what we ought to have been eating. It was something really sustainable that you didn't go on this for three months and then you had to figure out what to do next. This was a lifetime lifestyle change to a proper diet. Absolutely. And I bet you that anyone listening to this who just heard you talk about how we are actually herbivores might be a little mind blown. Um, but it is in fact true. And that's what, one of the benefits of educating yourself as well as in the books, it really breaks down a lot of the cultural myth that we have about food that we consider fact and true knowledge. Oh, we need meat. Oh, this is... You need milk for calcium and bone health. You need milk for calcium health. for your bones. Um, no, you don't. And he backs up all of those claims with peer-reviewed soundly constructed experiments and science, not biased science like the scientists at Coca-Cola, true science with randomized placebo-controlled double-blind studies These with thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. I mean, you cannot argue with this evidence. And so I felt really empowered. I felt like I was definitely on the right track. And the thing that honestly Chad sold me on it was I learned that dementia and Alzheimer's disease are lifestyle diseases and that I didn't have to get it. I didn't have to get demented when I got old. That was one of my biggest fears, That's to be honest, fear for me as well. yeah. is losing my mind. And, you know, everybody around me says, oh, I wouldn't want to live to be in my 80s or even my late 70s if it meant that my mind was gone or I couldn't control my body. And I learned that it doesn't have to be that way. It really doesn't. You don't have to get old and decrepit. Well, studies have shown that having a more healthful diet not only adds years to your life, but they add healthy years to Quality your life. Years. Quality yes. years. And you don't and in have fact, to die painfully. Even, even the years like let's let's say the average was to seventy two and you managed to push it up to seventy six. Let's say you 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 didn't go all in but you did a little more or whatever. Um the the person who is on the standard diet may be sick from 65 to that 72, seven years of, of miserable life. Well, that 74-year-old is probably healthy until 74. Uh, a lot of times that people who are on those healthy diets, they get a clean bell of health from their doctor um, before they die of of some disease because on autopsy they find that it was some disease it just wasn't um displaying symptoms that were affecting the quality of life of that person so it's it's not like you're you're just prolonging the inevitable and you're bound to be stuck in a home with someone having to care for you and not knowing if it's raining outside or not um cancer that, is not inevitable no it's it's a choice and heart disease, a heart attack is not inevitable. A stroke is not inevitable. It's not a normal part of aging. So um, we have digressed a bit, I think. But um, back to our timeline and our transition, it was about June. And uh, so we did kind of 
transition off of juicing and embraced eating um, the foods that we had been juicing for the past three months. So one of um, the principles that we follow is, is have a big salad every day and, and the salad is the main dish. And another learning curve for us was rethinking the idea of portion size. So for the longest time, everyone's telling you, oh, just eat less. The, That's all you the, need to do. The secret to weight loss and a healthy weight is exercise more and eat less. And, uh, and one thing that you learn is, in fact, you need to eat more, much, much more of the right foods, which are nutrient dense, but calorically low. So eat as much broccoli as you can stuff in your face. So that took a while because your stomach needs to adjust to that. It does, yeah. Being, um, juicing for a lot of the time, you know, your digestive tract is not expecting that amount of fiber yeah. that you are getting with the vegetables. And so, well, um, and, and if you weren't having it before, you don't honestly have the flora to break down that fiber properly anyway. And your gastrointestinal right? so, tract, the that's right, the bacteria, flora, yes. Um, so you would, you would need to build that up over time to have that flora grow so that they can, they can break down that fiber. And they, they say to, increase your fiber intake by no more than 1.5 grams once a week. So if if you were taking in 10 last week, do 11.5 for this week, and then next week you can jump it up to 13 and, and so on and so forth. Yeah, um, definitely but, don't overdo that. Well, if you're not, if you're deficient in fiber, don't jump into a fiber heavy diet overnight or you will... Um, you'll be uncomfortable, (laughs) you'll be uncomfortable. And, and yeah, definitely with beans as well. They're a huge staple in our diet, but again, it was a gradual thing and, and it's not something that you need to have an expectation of yourself that it's going to happen overnight. In fact, it shouldn't because our bodies are trying to maintain an equilibrium of whatever state they happen to be in at the time. So if you shake that up, your body's not going to know what to do. And is going to react accordingly. So take it slow. Um, like we did, we added more and more fruits and vegetables following the rule of f- very simply fruit for breakfast and a big salad for lunch or a bean and vegetable soup for lunch and a salad at the end of the day, if you didn't have it for lunch. And then, um, Stir fries mostly for yeah, supper. Lots of stir fries. It, it was stuff that really mimicked closely what we were eating already um just take out the meat add beans and a ton more vegetables um, massive massive portion sizes so it was quite astonishing when we transitioned in about june to less juice um more way more vegetables and beans by the end of july first of august our friends were saying my goodness you've melted away and we lost more weight and more body fat in after we stopped juicing than we did while we were juicing. So, and that that was probably the supper changes and 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 that as well. Well, it was the fiber, right? You're finally you you're the micronutrients allow your body to start cleaning your cells, and they will do that naturally. But the fiber is really what carries the junk away, um, and so the junk that comes out of your cells is what's 
causing a lot of weight gain and a lot of excess fluid and things like that. So and just, just, to, just to clarify, by junk, you're, you're talking about um, fat soluble toxins that yes. build up in your, in your cells. Mm -hmm. And so the micronutrients are giving your cells what it needs to basically clean house. Yes. And so it's taking those fat soluble toxins and it's dumping it into the intestine, which bonds with the fiber and exits. Accordingly. Definitely. Um, and I would like to linger here for a moment and talk a bit about the detox phase. Sure. Yeah. Um, because I did glaze over that. Uh, I didn't really mention it. It does happen. You will feel crummy like most diets tell you you will. Again, it's that shaking up of the equilibrium of your body, but it is also your cells cleaning house. And our fat cells are wonderful at keeping all of the bad stuff that will harm the rest of our tissues away from our tissues. So when you finally give your cells what they need to clean that out, your body wants to be rid of it. And it will do that as much as possible, as quickly as possible, if you let it. So all of a sudden, you have these toxins that have been in your cells safely tucked away for years in your bloodstream. And they were in your fat cells for years because they would hurt you. And your body tries to protect itself by sequestering it into fat. And um, so all of a sudden that's in your blood cells. And yeah, it's, it flush, it's flushed out to the bloodstream to be, right. to be offloaded. That's right. And so it is around those tissues that it would hurt and it does. And that's why detoxing is so painful. But it's not forever. There's only so much of that toxicity in your cells. And then once it's gone, they say a max should be about two weeks of like, you may feel dizzy or nauseated and just mm -hmm. unwell in general, but that's um, right. The, and two weeks key, would be a maximum. I two, would say. two would be a maximum. Yeah. Depending um, on how unhealthy you are for sure to start the and first three days are, are going to be the worst. Yeah. 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 Pretty hard. The key is to stick with it and, and get rid of those toxins. So then you allow your body to, to start repairing Healing. the damage that has mm -hmm. been done. Yes. Um, so. Yes, you got to dump the junk and then you got to heal the poor cells that have been subjected to the junk for so long. So don't be fooled by thinking you need to treat the detox. In fact, it's the best thing that your body could be doing. Don't try to medicate, just drink lots of water, keep doing what you're doing. If you're feeling the pain, you're doing it right and it won't last. So just uh, stick with it. It is hard. The first three days are the hardest. Expect some headaches for sure, particularly if you are a migraine sufferer, which I was. I had daily migraines for a period of my life. I did have some pretty strong migraines. Um, take it easy on yourself. If you have the opportunity, try to start on a weekend when you're not expected to be at work. Don't plan social activities. Make it a healthy, safe, gentle time to let your body um, deal with that as peacefully as possible. Um, I, I glazed over it because I have felt so wonderful for so long that I don't remember what it felt like to be uh, other than knowing that it was it was not a fun period of time it's not fun and um, and but for, a necessary evil 
That's right. And yeah. don't let anyone tell you that it won't happen because they're lying to you. Um, but it's okay. Unless it's you're very lucky. <laughs> That's right. And even people who will tell you that they are very healthy today will experience detox symptoms if they are eating any part of the standard American diet, meat or processed foods particularly. So that's something to keep in mind is the is the detox. There will be a period where your body is trying to flush out those that badness um, so that it can start healing and getting back to getting back to better. That's right, but it doesn't last and there's only so much toxin in your body. So and your body is extremely good at eliminating that when it's given the proper conditions to do so. So as we mentioned, 3 days to probably a maximum of 2 weeks depending on the extent of your toxicity and your food addiction. Well, that's all the time we have this week. Please join us again next time when I will continue our conversation with Tara about our transition and journey. Thanks for listening to the Mended Paths podcast at www.menditpaths.com. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe. And if you care, share. See you all next time. Visit menditpaths.com and get back to better.